0: Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord.
1: Enjoy the message. Receives from me. Lord God, Lord God, I just thank you, Lord. Lord, your presence is here, O oh God, and Lord, you've been, Lord, touching our hearts, Lord. You've been, Lord, moving us, O God, as we have, Lord, sung, Lord, of your goodness, Lord, of your kindness, Lord, of of your glory, O God. Lord, our hearts are moved, Lord, and Lord, Lord, you inspire us, oh God, Lord, to look at you, Lord, inspires us, oh God, and oh, Lord, Lord, encourages us, oh God, we, Lord, can forget about ourselves, oh God, and tonight, Lord, Lord, we want to, Lord, look, Lord, for a moment, Lord, at, at, at the person of the Holy Spirit, oh God, would you come, Lord, and Lord, help us, Lord, to understand, Lord, a bit more, Lord, Lord, about, Lord, this wonderful person, Lord, who has come to us, Lord, at the Spirit of Truth, Lord, Lord, who actually indwells us, oh God, help us, Lord, Lord, to understand, Lord, and, and and grow, Lord, in our knowledge of You, Lord, open our ears and our understanding tonight, Lord, in Your name, Jesus. Amen, Amen. Um, before COVID hit and and the leisure centres were shut down, um, I started swimming to, just for a bit of exercise, and I thought to make it interesting that I would I would learn a new stroke, so I started. To learn the freestyle stroke which is which is one arm over and then the other arm over and, and that, that sort of a pattern and uh, I was I was learning from YouTube as you do and uh, I discovered that that when you're swimming you're not actually fighting to keep your head above water or you shouldn't be because we as people have this natural buoyancy. Now, if we fall into the water, our natural instinct is to try and almost climb out of the water by swimming as hard as we can. We're trying to lift lift ourselves out of the water, and using all that energy, we get tired, we get weak, and then then we go under the water. And but when you, when you learn to swim properly, you learn to to actually immerse yourself in the water and when you're doing this freestyle stroke you're actually almost completely under the water and as you allow your shoulders to go down and into the water your legs will come up and you'll be in more of a horizontal position and you'll stay along the surface of the water and then you can use your energy to move forward instead of just just holding yourself up and brothers and sisters sometimes the Christian walk can be a little bit like that, where we're using all this energy and concentration to try and keep our Christian walk together, to try and do things for God, to try and resist sin and temptation, to try and and be a good friend, to try and be a, a good father, to try and be a good husband or wife. To, to to do ministry, to be involved in ministry. And there, there's so many things that, that we want to do and be as Christians. And sometimes it's like trying to fight to keep our head above water, to keep our, our Christian walk above water, as it were. And this was never the plan. It was never the plan that that we would try and do this on our own. That was, that was actually the Old Testament way where God gave the commandments to the, to the Israelites and said, okay, go ahead, you know, live these out for me. And, and they discovered that they failed all the time. What we have now, brothers and sisters, is we have a life in the Spirit. We have this person of the Holy Spirit who gives us what we need to walk out this this Christian life. He is there. He is, he is this counselor. He is this friend. He is this strength who's been sent by the Father and the Son for our benefit to be this, this help and, and, and to enable us to walk a godly life, to enable us actually to be conformed the image of Christ, not just scrape across the line, but to actually become more and more like Jesus himself. It's amazing. The same spirit that was in Jesus, the same spirit that came on him when he was baptized in the Jordan that day, now lives in you and me. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And sometimes we as Christians, we really underestimate and undervalue and, and we forget about this life that has been given to us in the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He is a person. So I want us tonight to, to look for a moment at who he is and some of his qualities and then one, one of the particular ministry ways in which he comes to help us. So First of all, tonight, um, the Holy Spirit, um, there's some qualities that that, that that we can look at um, about him. So first of all, we need to understand that he is part of the Trinity. We know we have St. Patrick here in Ireland, so we all know about the Trinity. There's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the three parts of the Shamrock. And one of his qualities as being part of the Trinity and one of his godly qualities, is that he is omnipresent. And all the young people that are here can tell me, what does omnipresent mean? He's present everywhere. Okay, that was, that was quite quiet and timid. But they know the answer, I'm sure, because we told them on Friday night. <laughs> so he is omnipresent. In Psalm 9:7 it says, Where can I go to, es- to escape your spirit? Where can I flee to escape your presence. If I were to ascend to heaven, you would be there. If I were to sprawl out in Sheol, there you would be. If I were to fly away on the wings of the dawn and settle down on the other side of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, he is everywhere. Everywhere. Now, that's hard for us as, as limited human beings to, to take in. But our God is so much greater than we are. And he, this, this is not a problem for him. He is everywhere. Everywhere. Omnipresent. Another quality that, that he has, in, in Luke 1.35, when, when, when the angel came to Mary, the angel said that the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And you see there's a connection between the Holy Spirit and the power, the almighty power of God. And the word for that is omnipotent. I'm giving you one scripture for each, each quality. You, you can go search out more if you want, but um, he is omnipotent, which means he is all-powerful. That's wonderful to know, isn't it? We have a friend who is on our side, who is with us, who is innocent, or, or he's not well, he is innocent, who, who is, he, he is with us, and he is able to defeat anything and anybody. He is all-powerful, all-powerful. Nice to have somebody in your life like that. 1 Corinthians 10, Chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, says this. God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. He is, and the term for this, omniscient, which means the Holy Spirit understands and knows absolutely everything everything so i have a i have a friend who lives in me who has always existed who knows everything who is all powerful this is this is amazing he is everywhere yet he is with me and he is described as, this, as a counselor, somebody who is personal, personal to me, with me. This is wonderful, brothers and sisters. This is wonderful. He is eternal, then, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself without blemish to God, the eternal spirit he has no beginning he has always been so and he will never end this this is what it means to be eternal think about that for a moment this person who is with us to walk this journey out with us he didn't begin on the day of pentecost he didn't begin when the world was created he has always always existed always been there father son and holy spirit father son and holy spirit so it's the holy spirit Is eternal, and if he is omnipresent, then he has been everywhere all the time. So he has witnessed everything, he has seen everything, he is omniscient, he understands and comprehends. Everything. Everything. So we can can look back to even before time began, when the council of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when they decided on the plan, when they, before even the world was created, made this plan. Isaiah 42 lets us see some of the the conversation that happened between the Father and the Son, how the the, the Son would be be sent and how the Father would hold His hand and, and how the Son would perform everything necessary for our salvation. And the Holy Spirit, before time began, He understood the plans of the Father and of the Son. He was there, witnessing seeing it all being planned. The Holy Spirit was there when, when, when the world was created. He hovered over the deep. My mother read it wrong and she said, hoovered over the deep. He didn't hoover, he hovered. My mother's from Holland. He didn't hoover, he hovered over the deep. Right in the beginning Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit was there. He was there in the Garden of Eden when, when, when Satan came and tempted Adam and Eve and, and they felt all that shame when they bit into that fruit and made that decision that brought down such a curse on this earth. The Holy Spirit was there. He seen it all, understood it all and witnessed it all And today, he, he is our friend. The same Holy Spirit. Amazing. And we go down through history. Even before that, when Satan was thrown out of heaven, the Holy Spirit was there, seen it, witnessed it all. When the flood happened, when Abraham was called when Jacob was called, when the famine happened in Egypt and Joseph was there, the Holy Spirit was there, seeing it all, understanding it all, and he is here with us tonight. The same Spirit. And David killed Goliath. I often wonder, what, what, what did Goliath think you know, when he looked at this, this little boy, David, who stands in front of him, and what, what's this little boy doing? What on earth is going on here? And he's looking at this little boy, and he's, he's gloating of, of what he's going to do, and he sees something in his hand, and the next thing, bang! The Holy Spirit knew what Goliath was thinking, David was thinking what all the people who are watching on were thinking. When, when the revelations were given to the prophets, the Holy Spirit was there. And we can come on down through history to where Jesus was born and, and, and the life of Jesus, the Holy Spirit was there, seeing it all, comprehending it all, everywhere at that time, witnessing everything. He is, he is the witness of heaven, the spirit of truth, brothers and sisters. The Spirit of truth who's going to help us understand truth, who's going to bring us into truth. This Spirit seen it all firsthand and understood it firsthand. And this is where I want to start to get into one of the ministries of the Spirit and and one of the, the, the blessings that the Spirit has for us. If we are going to live a life, brothers and sisters, that is according to the Spirit, which we are encouraged to do. We're encouraged to live according to the Spirit and not according to our flesh, not according to human means. If we're going to live according to the Spirit, then one of the most important aspects of a life of the Spirit is that we will grasp the Scriptures that the Spirit has given. Him, the Holy Spirit, who witnessed everything, who understood everything, He got approximately 40 writers to write down into the 66 books of this Bible. He got got those writers to write down everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness, brothers and sisters. It's in these 66 books. This is what the Holy Spirit has done. He has witnessed everything. He got the writers who also witnessed things, and he told them what to write down. Now, he could have filled, he could have wrote enough books to fill this whole building and a way more with all the details of, of everything that was happening in the world at the time of all these events. But he didn't. He gave us what we needed, brothers and sisters. He knew what we would need to understand what we'd need to to see in, in other people's experience of God, what we'd need to understand from history. And he got the writers to write down exactly what we need. And it comes in different forms. There's history, there's poetry, there's revelation, prophecy. And brothers and sisters, sometimes we're quite frivolous with this isn't it true sometimes we can we can lay this book to the side so easily and not really grasp the significance that this is the way the Holy Spirit God himself and his wisdom the Holy Spirit who witnessed everything he wants he wanted these writers to write it down in a particular way so we could receive it, so our faith could be built up, so we could walk out our Christian walk and, and we could know God. Brothers and sisters, through this book, we could know God and, and, and know of Him and know of other people's experience and so on. And the witness of heaven has wrote a testimony The witness of heaven has given us this, and he doesn't give us all the forensic details, but he gives us enough forensic details. So our faith would be built up, brothers and sisters, so we'd not be left wondering, how did this all happen? And he comes, and as Jesus said, the Spirit will guide us into all truth, He will bring me glory. He will bring me glory. And the Holy Spirit, He he, 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 he has given us this so that we would know Jesus. So that we would experience Jesus. So that actually we wouldn't just know the truth, but we would live in truth this is truth, not just to be known about. It's not a. It's not a theory. It's not a just a set of doctrine. This is truth that we live in. This is how we know Jesus through the revelation of the Spirit and His Word. The Spirit who has witnessed everything, brothers and sisters. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? that we have such a testimony and yet sometimes we lay it to the side so quickly and we can forget about it. We cannot esteem it. Jesus said in John six, sixty-three, the words I give you are spirit and life. And this, this book, brothers and sisters, is not text on a page. It's life. It's life. It is the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And if we are going to live according to the Spirit, then, then that life is found in reading this book and allowing the Holy Spirit to help us to understand it. The Holy Spirit who brings us into truth, he will make this live for us. He, 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 he is life, and he brings the life out of this, out of these pages, brothers and sisters. He brings us life and revelation to us so we can not just know about it, but we can live in it we can live in it and this is this is the plan of the, of of God is that he would approach us in love he would present to us truth would present to us Jesus he'd present to us promises and he wouldn't just do a download or a zap or or a or a knock us out and reprogram us no he would tell us truth he'd bring the truth to us and and he would ask us Do you want to walk in this? Do you want? He gives us an invitation to walk in the truth, to walk according to the Spirit. We have this beautiful invitation from God, from the Holy Spirit, who has witnessed everything, to walk in this truth. And not only will He help us to understand it, but He gives us the strength to live it out. He gives us the strength to live it out. There's a short video, and maybe the team would just, just get ready to show it. I found this amazing. I seen this about a year ago, and they've done research into what what happens to people when they start to read the Scripture. And, team, if you, if you could just run that now, that would be great, Shane, if you could get ready with the sound the on that. There's a recent
0: study by the Center for Bible Engagement where they pulled 40,000 Uh, general population in the U.S. from 8 to 80. And they just wanted to see how we are engaging with scripture. Right. And they discovered something that actually became kind of the profound discovery of the entire study. They weren't even looking for this. And this is kind of became the highlight of the study. Right. Um, When we're in the scripture one time a week, and that could be church on Sunday, that's pastor saying you're open your Bible, we hear the message. One time a week had negligible effect on some key areas of your life. So I'm gonna spell that out more here in a moment. Two times a week, negligible effect. Now at three times a week, there was a blip on the map. Like there was a heartbeat. Something happened, again, a heartbeat. But here was a profound discovery. When we're in the scripture four times a week, it literally spikes off the chart. alcoholism drops Crazy. 57% feeling spiritually stagnant. You know, if there was one area when I'm talking with people that, that they'll be honest about is they just feel spiritually stagnant. Ask them the question, how much time do you spend in the scripture? If they're in the scripture four times a week or more, it drops 60%. Wow. Viewing pornography drops 61%. That's very important. Now on a positive side, sharing your faith wow. jumps 200%. Wow. Because you have a confidence in God's Word and then discipling others jumps 230%. That's, that's amazing right there.
1: Isn't that amazing, brothers and sisters? Isn't that amazing? This is what, this is a life God wants to bring us into. The witness, who witnessed everything, gave us the truth. He himself wants to reveal that truth to us. And not just to us, but in us and through us. He wants to conform us to the image of Christ through reading the Word, the life of the Spirit, Will, will transform us, renew us. We're going to see effects like this, what we've just heard, and what, what the witness of heaven will do, ultimately. Acts 1, verse 8, is he makes us into witnesses. He makes us into witnesses. This is what it says, but when the Holy Spirit comes on you, You'll receive power and will tell people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, and Samaria, to the ends of the earth, even Ireland. And the witness of heaven comes, and this is the goal, is that he would make us into witnesses by conforming us to the image of Christ, if we would allow him if we would allow him. These thoughts have challenged me. Challenged me. What are we going to do with, with the word? Sometimes we look on it as just a document, don't we? And, and here we have the truth of the Holy Spirit given to us. Life. Given to us, can we stand for a moment and wants to bow our heads? One of the main ways that that we live according to the Spirit is is by reading the words that the Spirit has given us and knowing what He says, and. We struggle with it as people because there's a certain discipline involved and so on. And sometimes it seems unappealing. And there's always going to be that, that resistance in us because there's a fleshly side to us, brothers and sisters. And the Lord knows that. The Lord knows that, that there is, there's a weakness built into us as human beings of, of indiscipline, of, of wanting to choose something other than godly things and, and righteous things. And we have that weakness. And I think we should, we should pray together tonight and ask the God to, to God to just open our eyes to what we have. Lord, you've been given, Lord, Lord, for our benefit, O oh God. Lord, that we would, Lord, have, Lord, Lord, your word, O oh God, that we would have, Lord, Lord, a document, Lord, that we could turn to, O oh God. Lord, that you would make a life for us, oh God. This, this is more alive than any movie, oh God. Lord, this is more alive than, than any play, Lord, or any, anything we could ever look at, oh God. Lord, and you make this live, Lord, as we read it, Lord, you, you bring this to life, oh God, and we can see, Lord, Lord, what you, what you want us to see, oh God, because it is you that reveals it, oh God. Sweet Spirit of God, you, Lord, have been given, Lord, that we could be brought into truth, Lord, that we could understand, Lord, the words of this book, oh God, that we could, oh Lord, Lord, see Jesus. That we could see Jesus. Lord, and I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God, for your plan. Oh God, it's a good plan, Lord. Lord, it's the best plan there ever could be, Jesus. And we say thank you tonight, oh God. And Lord, we ask, oh God, that, Lord, Lord, that you would help us, Lord. Help us to appreciate, oh God, Lord, what we have in this word, Lord. Would you help us, oh God, Lord, to look at it, Lord, through, oh Lord, Lord, righteous eyes, oh God, and not, Lord, not see it in the wrong way, Jesus. Lord, help us, oh God. Lord, open our eyes, Lord, to what we have, oh God. Lord, open our eyes, Jesus. Lord, and Lord, would you give us, Lord, the discipline, Lord, give us the desire, oh God, Lord, to take it up again, oh God. Lord, to explore it, oh God, to enjoy it, oh God. Oh, Lord, would you, Lord, lead us, Lord, into the pages of this book, oh God. Lead us on the adventure, Lord, of this book, oh God. Oh, Lord, the revelations that are in this book, oh God. Lord, the knowing of you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, the adventure, Lord, Lord, of knowing you, Jesus. Lord, would you, oh, Lord, take us down that road, Jesus. Lord, we want to be people of the word, Lord, Lord, and live, Lord, according to your spirit. Oh, God, Lord, Lord touch us again, Lord. Oh, Lord, give us, Lord, Lord, fresh eyes, Lord, for Lord, this revelation, Lord, of you, oh, God, Lord, that we have, oh, God. Oh, Father, Lord, in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Have a great week, and I encourage you. Let's get into this again, amen. Let, let's, and, and as you open it, pray. God, open our eyes, amen. Have a great week. God bless you, brothers and sisters.